Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. brand new, like Pepsi, that's a brand name, I stand behind it, I guarantee it, they know that, even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills, <laughs> what I'm right? talking about is, when you chop my dough down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it Blue Magic, that is trademark infringement, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I am here. I am finally back. It is Tell the Truth Tuesday, February 21st, 2017. Now, I I know I haven't been on air because lately I've been, you know, dealing with some other stuff with my health and things and such. So, unfortunately, I have been unable, nor did I have any content or anything that I wanted to share. So, instead of me, you know, rambling on about a bunch of bullshit, which I know you guys hate, I just saved it for as much as I could. So special thanks and shout-out to Wood Gatlin. If you guys aren't following him on Facebook, you can find him at Wood, just regular W-O-O-D, Gatlin, G-A-T-L-I-N. And you can also search him by the hashtags on Instagram, which is um, hashtag Zaddy Talk, which is Z-A-D-D-Y Talk. So Let's get into the real shit. So tonight's show is entitled Hurt Bay, and basically it was the hashtag Hurt Bay, and it was a very pretty um, black girl and her very attractive, equally, you know, attractive boyfriend, and they were sitting across from each other um, in a room, and basically what happened was, you know, he had cheated on her a bunch of times, okay, and it was kind of like, I guess everyone gets caught up in this thing we call closure. I usually don't. I usually just try to escape or I leave. That's what I do. Um, but I'm fond of long-distance relationships, so when you're local, it really doesn't work that way. And so Hurt Bay is basically the young lady that was, you know, very, very pretty, and she's sitting there and she's talking to her douchebag ex-boyfriend, and, of course, everybody had something to say about him. And she asked him, she says, listen, you know, you cheated on me, and he says, yeah, and she says, how many times, and he says, I didn't count, you know, and at this moment, she breaks down, and she's crying, and, you know, this is something that's felt all across the world, you know what I mean, like, he just, he didn't give a fuck, so, you know, they're sitting there, and they're talking, and he says, you know, well, why did you stay, and I think perhaps the single most moment that really broke me in half is when she said, because you were my best friend. And there was a point in the relationship where he was sleeping with another girl in the college dorms, and she came to the room, he was with another woman, and he told her, go back to your room. Now, I can honestly say that with my violence and my tendencies, that if a motherfucker would have ever told me while I was 
at his door and there was another female in there to go back to my room and I went back to my room and cried, I think that that would be the end of life as we know it and the entire dormitory would have been burnt to the fucking ground. Well, I also entitled the show because I've also gone through my own shit and you know, I finally talked to my best friend. You know, we talked about on the show, Dumb Bitch, how I was unable to tell my best friend certain things, and it was really killing me. You know, I'm trying to not cry, but um, it was killing me. And uh, I think that, you know, we all at some point, we may not have been, you know, and, and I don't like the fact that everybody's calling this girl a doormat and everything else and I think that at some point we all have been hurt bay or we all have had the wool pulled over our eyes or we all have been dumb bay or stupid bay, you know, whatever. And so I finally got the chance to talk to my best friend and uh, tell her everything that's going on. And um, it didn't go well, but it was bigger than just, you know, the little stupid relationship shits that I'm in because I have health issues I didn't tell her about. So part of, I think, you know, the show was for me to be able to get on air and vent to thousands of people that don't know anything about me. You can find me, of course, but to let you know I'm just like you sometimes. So, you know, she said something very profound, and she says, you know, I don't know who you are. And it's funny because (laughs) I've known this girl, let's see, I mean, literally 30 years. And it's sad because um, I'm really the same person. She just never got to see the sick side, the sadistic side. And, um, You know, that's how it is for people, you know. They don't want to believe that you could uh, be weak or that you could be um, in a situation that you know better than. Now, her way of showing love is she's very tough, you know. She's very no-nonsense. This is my accountant friend. This is my auditor friend. This is my friend that... You know, she's really the holy grail of, you know, strength. So when I have a situation, I go to her. When she has a situation, she comes to me. But I'm the the softer friend. You know, believe it or not, in my friendships, I'm not as mean as I am to the public. But we all know those are defense mechanisms. So the problem is, you know, um, when you have a situation and somebody tells you, you know, don't tell me nothing about this motherfucker, I don't want to hear about it because I was doing something I shouldn't have been doing. And we're going to discuss it because I'm going to get it out. What people don't understand about me, and perhaps because she hasn't seen me at my most sadistic, you know, at my most hedonistic, is that when you have to keep it together for everybody all the time, And I know she knows this, you know, where do you go, right? So I've been very successful at having long-distance relationships with very successful men. And um, I think 
from what my therapist tells me because I am part of the diagnose, so I know what the fuck is wrong with me. I know what I should be doing, what I need to be doing, and sometimes I don't do it. But I'm going to tell the truth today because it's Tough Truth Tuesday. Um, so my therapist at the time before she got pregnant have to go off on medical leave um, would talk to me about, you know, the fact that one of my coping skills is the fact that I will choose a man long distance because I don't have to see him. I don't got to fuck with him. When I don't want to be bothered with you, I don't want to be bothered. I'm really not the relationship type. I'm not. I want to go out. I want to have fun. I want to, you know, enjoy life. And a man after my marriage was just really never in the plans. I was worried about making my money, and I did. And I was worried about starting my business, and I did. And I was worried about writing books, and I did. And I was worried about raising my son, and I did. So I'm going along in life, and I'm going to be honest because I know there's people listening, and I I want you girls to know it happens to the best of us, you know. I I don't even know what the fuck to call it. And um, I'm going along in life, and I'm completely uh, chained to this person that lived in Florida a few years back, since we're telling the truth today. And I wouldn't move. Um, I thought I loved him, you know. I wouldn't move. I didn't want, you know, he's gorgeous too, job that fucking gorgeous. The CIO of a company, all of that. Just you couldn't have asked for anything better. No kids, forty something. Um, but he was fucking nuts. He was sick too. He was just like me. He was he was literally um the more successful version of who I was. I evolved into this sick person that I am today. So he was already there. And he had alcohol issues, which, you know, we've all about, you know, have our bouts with that, but not so much. So I stopped dealing with him and went to a situation with a gentleman that I, you know, that lived in Texas. Yes, my ex-husband lives in Texas. No, it was not him. And um, it was a situation that was a long time coming, you know, that we knew that the minute that we met that it was going to be, you know what I'm saying, and it wasn't sexual. It was just we knew the minute that we met it was just it was going to be a problem. So for me, when I know that that physicality and that attraction is so strong, it's nothing to do with sex, I stay away from people. So, of course, we meet. This is a couple of years ago, Texas. It goes down. And eventually, if I don't get my way, I don't fucking want it. And that is my motto in life. I'll destroy everything. I'll scorch the earth. I don't fucking care. Zero fucks literally across the board. So that situation ends August two years ago. So I'm going about life normal. And I'll go a year, sometimes two years, celibate, no issues, no sex, no nothing. It's not important, right? So I meet this guy. And, uh, I'm well, here's what happened. So I'm running down the street, and I remember this vividly. And it just goes to show you that when you are invested or involved with someone else, you don't really see anybody else. No one, you don't look at anyone else. You don't really, nobody else but that person does it for you. You're just kind of like in a blind daze. And, um, you know, so I wasn't really looking for anybody. I wasn't paying attention to anybody. So I look up one day. I'm in a very public place. I look up one day and I see this guy. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's so cute. And we lock eyes, right, we lock eyes. And I immediately, like, the next day ask his cousin, like, hey, you know, 
what's going on, you know, what's up with him. He's like, oh, he owns a store, and you guys should talk because you have your line and this, this, and this. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, you know, this, this, and this. So finally, like two weeks later, he comes in. I said, hey, did your cousin, you know, tell you that I was looking for you? Um, he says, no. And I says, oh, okay, well, you know, here's my number. You know, we should, you know, sit down and talk about this. He's like, yeah, I'm interested. So he spent, like, a couple breaks with me, you know. We sat down. We talked. We finally met up. When we finally met up, we went to a wine bar, and he was dressed, you know, I'm dressed, local wine bar, and just everything clicked. So now I'm looking at him. He's got the fucking green eyes. He's got the bald head. Y'all know I like that shit. So and I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for the eyeballs, always, always, always. It just it never fails. Green, blue, doesn't matter. And no, I do not date of the Caucasian type at this time, but there are black people that have a bluish eye. So light brown, all of it, it just fucks me up. So, because I want to look at you when I'm talking to you. So, we're sitting there, everything's great, and there's just this chemistry, right? And I I don't know what that is, right? Because, you know, I never really, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't go like that for me. And he's local, he's younger, he's eight years younger than me. I can't fuck with this kid, right? But we could do business. So I go home, I drop the contracts to do business. And we see each other a few more times, always a good time, but we were always, always from day one touching each other, always. And not always in a good way. Like we would play fight in the street. We would, you know what I'm saying, touch each other's faces. And just it was was very odd. So I don't know what this is. So nine months go by, you know, and we're, you know, not really off and on, but this is the only person and I can say this publicly, that I went out with. I didn't go out with anybody else. And it wasn't because I was being faithful. I just, I was busy. I just really, you know what I'm saying? It was always a surprise. He would call, hey, what are you doing? You want to hang out? You want to get something to eat? You want to grab lunch? Whatever, whatever. Sometimes I'd be available. Sometimes I was still sleeping. So finally, you know, we um, we end up getting a little bit more serious. That also was a surprise. Okay, and wasn't supposed to happen that way, but it did. You know, so this is the first time I'm not really controlling things, right? I'm not controlling things. I'm not controlling the outcome. I'm just letting whatever's going to happen, happen. So, you know, that incident happens, and then it happens a few more times. You know, now with a little bit more frequency. So you can't come to my house, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, it's not my house. And then, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, oh, my job, you can't come to my house because my job, you know, I wouldn't want to put you in a dangerous situation, whatever, whatever. Okay, no worries. So we have some, you know, somebody calls my phone. I think it was end of July. I just came back from Vegas. It was adamant that he saw me right after I came back from Vegas because, you know what I'm saying, he was actually supposed to be on that trip to the magic show. But I went with my girlfriend. So we talked about it, and he started looking at me a little bit different, you know. And, um, you know, we once again kept spiraling, you know. And then basically I said, you know what, I went the whole summer, didn't didn't see anybody, hung out with my family, worked a lot, um, September, I was diagnosed with um, fibroid tumors, 
And um, at the time, they're like, they're not cancerous, you know, whatever. You have to have surgery. Well, you know what? We'll we'll give you a look-see. So we'll wait till December, October, November, three months. And then when you come back in December, we'll decide. So I go on this, like, weight loss mission. I gained, like, freaking 20 pounds because I knew something was wrong. You know, I ran marathons. I'm working out all the time. But me and Kendra, you know, my best friend, we were just so bogged down with work and everything that was going on that we weren't really, you know, we didn't go to Essence Fest last year. That was the first. I've been literally every year since I've been home. I've been home seven years. So, you know, it's just we had bigger things that we had to do. So September comes, and I said, you know what? I'm going to stop playing. I said, I really like this guy. I, I really I haven't been seeing anybody. And that's a fact. Not one date, not one, not nothing. And um, I said, I like him. You know, I want to keep him. So, you know what, I'm going to plan a trip to Toronto, and we're going to go. And I'm going to show him, you know, the people that I like to be around, and obviously in hopes that he's going to meet my best friend at some point because I knew he wasn't going to be able to come down to Atlanta for a birthday. That was too soon because that's in October. Um, we get to Toronto, and if you guys go back to some of my old shows in September, you'll hear about what happened in Toronto. It was not a good thing. Um, there was violence. There was physicality. There was breaking things, and there was a $200 taxi cab ride back to the States. I drove, but, you know, he didn't. That's when I realized he had severe anxiety issues, you know, and was uncomfortable. You know, he was that one in a million guy that would rather kind of just hang out with you than to be in a club or to be, which I like that, you know, because now I'm a recluse. I don't really, I do the club, don't get it twisted, like as far as like an event with my girls, like my, my, my real crew, like Michelle, Kendra, you know what I mean, my, you know, my sister, Michelle, but. When it comes to anything else, I really don't trust too many people to go out with because obviously I've been stabbed before. If you don't know, you need to read it in the book. Stay in your lane, a diary of a hot mess, available on Amazon and Kindle. You can also go on my website, which is www.stayinyourlane123.com. So September happens, and this is the end of September. It was bad. I get home, and we tried to have a conversation about it. He's like, I know why I did what I did. I go, why? He goes, because I think I'm in love with you. I'm like, yeah, right, shut the fuck up. But I kind of felt like this is the kind of guy that, like, he plays like that, but not really. So, you know, we had a rocky, like, two weeks, and then he jumps out of my car driving down the street, and um, his friend was in the car. He didn't care. It was, like, in a residential neighborhood at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. Like, it was bad. So I'm like, get the fuck in the car or whatever, you know. This is this is just complete drama all the time. So, but, you know, we're trying to work shit out, and it is what it is. So uh, October comes. We don't really fuck with each other the entire month of October. A bunch of fuck yous, leave me alone, you know, don't call my phone, fuck you, bitch, you know, whatever. And, um... End of October, I see him. I'm walking down the street. I was walking over by my mom's grave, and um, I just so happened to see him. I was going to a dentist appointment, and um, I see him, and all I could think to do was flip the bird. And the reason that I post on my Instagram the way that I post is because it's easy for me to remember things if I post. And so those of you that know me know that I'll post a hand, I'll post an arm, I'll post a leg. But when I start posting the, um, you know, uh, hold on. 
Oh, the little girl and I'm put the little girl and I'm put the little thing on my thing. So let's see what she says. Miss Minnie twenty eight. She has her profile picture, him and her. Oh God. She says, um, tell the truth Tuesday when you live in a great life, anything you can ask for and you find out your nigga talking to a forty one year old cougar, living a double life. I never was looking for no chick because I never had to. I was seeked out at the end of the day. Bitches kill me always thinking that he talking to the next bitch because there's a problem in that household. Did you ever think that you was just there to be used as fucked up? as it is on the nigga part, and it don't got nothing to do with the girlfriend. When you have to go and seek another female out, that's just letting you know that deep down you knew you wasn't top priority. A man should never cheat, but when it comes down to side chicks, niggas are always sloppy. They will go to the ends of the earth and do whatever for the one who's really important for them, not to find out anything about the next chick. I'm the one who gets to have a choice, not you. It's been laid out for you, and you chose wrong. I get money, very educated cars, days billed are paid, and don't need a no man, was raised to have my own, but I don't fuck with broke niggas, let's be clear. I never went looking for no chick because I never felt the need to. This chick came looking and found that she was looking for a hard heartache, headache. Let's be clear, conceiving is not an issue. Everything is in God's time, and I guess it wasn't meant for you either. Word of advice, if a nigga talks shit about your unborn child, you shouldn't be having a baby with him. Anyways, I come for people when they come for me. It's very rare that I'm taken out of my character. I always tell people it's free to be a hunter to everyone out there. I always read the whole book. You'll never get the whole story, just bits and pieces, as you can see. Now, that was after I posted. I said a woman today told me to have a happy miscarriage day, right? So at the end of the day, she also told me I should have a funeral for the unborn child. So let's fast forward, okay? So fast forward to, you know, there was a whole pregnancy, there was a miscarriage, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond to her, but she wants to go public so she can go public. So at the end of the day, nobody ever said, and I, I hope she's listening because I did the show specifically for them too. At the end of the day, your dude came to me. I didn't know about you until December, because that's why I'm trying to fast forward. So December, okay, after we've been dealing with each other all of November, straight like that, every single day, whatever, but I've already been with him back and forth for about a year, over a year since September. November happens, okay, we're together all the time, every day. This is when he just bought his new car, came to me. There was kind of an unspoken apology, you know, and then at that point we were together every single day. It was like, you know, Toronto never happened. December comes. I know his birthday is December in December. I said, you know what? I was going to get him a watch, but then I said, at the end of the day, let's go, and I'm going to take him out of town. Now, he didn't know this. He knew we were going out of town somewhere. He didn't know where. Now, if you have a girlfriend, right, and you live in a house with somebody, which I didn't know at the time. I didn't find out until December 3rd. Let's be clear on that. Then at the end of the day, okay, I'm thinking that's my man, so let's go out of town, let's do this, let's do that, okay? So we go out of town. Well, before this happens, we were out gun shopping at the mall, out and about, out to eat every day, not a big deal. He's around. Everybody knows he's at my job all the time. Everybody knows that's my boyfriend, whatever, whatever. So December 3rd comes. We're sitting there eating Thai food across from the Boulevard Mall, and something happened, and I was like, yo, you got something you want to tell me or something? And so he's looking at me, and then he says, listen, you know, I live with somebody, and that's the reason you can't come to my crib. I, you know, I know it was getting, we're getting serious, whatever, whatever, so I'm just telling you. He's like, but we on the rocks. It has nothing to do with you, this, this, and this. I never said that it had anything to do with the female. He never talked bad about her. I mean, he said some things, but he never talked bad about her. 
okay? So now I'm going to have to respond to her to the shit that the motherfucker really told me, and she knows she's going to know that it's the truth because now you came from me publicly. I never tagged you and shit. I never did shit to you. You're barking up the wrong fucking tree. So at the end of the day, why are you stalking me? At the end of the day, you're going to stalk me for the rest of your fucking life because of something that this dude did, okay? You, okay, so, so let me get to that. So when I find out about her, I'm like, well, fuck. We already have, you know, the, the trip is paid for whatever, so I'm just, at this point, the clock is ticking for me, so I'm like, okay, so we go to Florida, everything's good, he's still with me every single day, everything is still fine, sex is still great, so amazing, okay, then, okay, uh, New Year's Eve happened, well, Christmas, all that stuff, we exchange gifts, whatever, so on his birthday, he's with me, his sister, my son, you know, we go to dinner, this, this, and this. But prior to this, we were friends. So he would tell me about, like, the little raggedy bitches he messed with before and this, 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 and this. So now I'm starting to put two and two together. This is all during her time, okay? So at the end of the day, you understand what I'm saying? Now I'm like, okay, so this motherfucker been cheating on her, and I wasn't the only one. So, okay, whatever. And I see this because I work in an environment where I see these little girls, oh, hey, you know, all inappropriate, whatever, whatever. So we get to January, New Year's Eve comes. He comes into my job, shirt's all ripped up, his neck scratched up. He's like, you know, she moved out, that's it, whatever, whatever. He spent his birthday night with me. He spent New Year's Eve night with me. His sister was there. We all celebrated at the casino, whatever, whatever. Okay, so now from January on, he's told me, oh, she's not in the house, I'm moving out, whatever, he's finishing his building here, this, that, and the third. Okay, no problem. So all that gets done, okay, and then what ends up happening is I find out that I'm carrying, I'm, you know what I'm saying? So, okay, no problem. So I, because of health issues, should not be carrying a baby, okay, so... Prior to us even figuring out what I was going to do, we miscarried, okay? So my surgery that I have to have had to get scheduled for another time. Fast forward to now, okay? We went to Boston, so you'll see that on my page at miss.d.scott. You'll see that on my page, okay? We went to Boston. Everything looked happy. For me and anybody that is close to me knows, if I post a picture of my man face-wise, the relationship is over. I keep my beloveds close to me. I don't ever since 2013 when I had the issue with the cat that I was dealing with in Detroit, I do not post pictures of my beloveds. But it all went bad. So I post a picture, you know, hoping that somebody was going to, you know what I'm saying, just get get the, get the cat away from me at this point because now I'm starting to see that he's not telling the truth about shit. Okay? Still with me every day, all the time. Now we're fighting. Okay, now we're fighting. I find out that she was unable to conceive at one point. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to keep the baby or do whatever with the baby because of her. I'm doing this for me. You know, so at the time I was like, I don't know what I want to do, you know, because this is a baby before a hysterectomy. Okay, so it's a little bit of a different decision as opposed to having to be baby mama number four. So at the end of the day, Okay, February happens. I decide, you know what, I want this shit done. So I go to his house, which I've known where he's lived the whole time. Her truck's there. He lied about driving her truck. So I go there, knock on the door. 
put pregnancy tests under her wheels, you know, made it rain on the lawn with my business cards. Come to find out, because I'm thinking she can't, no, there's no way she's possibly in the house, right? I'm going to get to what he told her. So that happens. Valentine's Day is the next day. He's with me. We go to the movies. He buys me a little big-ass five-foot bear. You know, like nothing happened. No, you're supposed to be like, you crazy as fuck. Leave me the fuck alone. You know what I'm saying? You almost fucked my shit up. Like, if you with this girl, she puts him out, okay, somewhere during last week, right? He's like, I have to go call the U-Haul. I still got the U-Haul slip printed out right here. Call the U-Haul. I'm getting my shit out of there. She put my shit at the front door. So he takes his bed, moves it into his building. I'm the one who took him to go get the curtains, all this other shit. So I'm thinking, like, okay, and I told him, I said, you know, I don't feel comfortable with this at this time because it's like waiting for somebody to die, and I don't want to do that. Now, in between this, we're fighting each other every day, tearing up each other's property, doing shit that's fucked up. It's wrong. So yesterday, a situation arises. We were able to get in contact with each other, me and the supposed girlfriend. So she's talking to me on her 15-minute breaks. I'm talking to him. We, you know, she wanted to set him up. She was like, meet him at his building because he wanted to get together at his building. You know what I mean by get together. So she said, well, I'm going to come up there. I'm going to tell him I'm at work. I'm going to come up there, you know, and we'll go to the building. And I was like, well, I don't know because he ain't going to just let us just be in the building and just, you know, I was like, and if I'm in the building, he's going to want to touch me. He ain't going to, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's hard because it's 50 million stairs to get out the building. So I was like, maybe we could just do it outside or whatever, whatever. So long story short, she comes to where I live. I said, maybe we should meet up and sit down and talk before. This wasn't no woman to woman. I don't have no issue with her. She didn't have no issue with me. So she's sitting there. She asked me questions. Anything she asked me, I told her. She asked me about certain pictures, where was you at, and I was making sense because he lied to her about this, he lied to her about that. Oh, when he's texting me, he's rubbing her feet. These are things that I don't give a fuck about. I don't care. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, he's telling me, you know, that situation is over. We're just trying to figure out what's going on with the house. Then I find out that they don't even own the house, that they rent the house. Then he tries to tell me today, no, you believe everything she says, this, this, and this. So at this point, she did something to him took some money from him, he was going to be pissed. So she was like, cool, we're going to come to the house. I'm going to come to the house. She she lies and tells him he's cheat, she's cheating on him. He calls me two seconds later. We're in the car while he's talking to the both of us. He's on one phone with her, and then he'll hang up on another phone with me. So I'm like, this is just, this is a lot, okay? So I follow her to their house, okay? I lean down in the back seat. This is some crazy shit. Just to let you know, bitch, it's crazy. So I lean down in the back seat. We park my truck two two blocks away. Both of us drive a Jeep. She parks the truck two truck two blocks away and turns around and says, just stay out here. And then when I come to the window, come in the house. Because I said, he's going to kill you. You just told him that, you know, you cheated on him. That's really not going to, he's not going to forget that he probably shouldn't have said that. So I lean down in the back. She goes to the window. I come in. Yo, dude came out of nowhere. He was like hiding in the shadows in the back. Dude came out of nowhere. So I go in the house. He sees me. He, he like died a thousand times. So he's holding her. She's like, oh, there was a baby. You had an abortion. I said, no, I didn't have an abortion. I had a miscarriage. He reaches out, punches me in the face, okay, while he's trying to fight her. I said, you know what? I said, y'all can fucking deal with this bullshit. I'm going to my car because all the weapons are in the car. So I don't know where the fuck I parked my car. You know what I'm saying? So I'm walking up and down, you know, the streets of Buffalo trying to find my fucking car. She, you know, I text her. I said, listen, I don't know where my car is. She said, I'm going to come get you. And he's still talking shit at the end, calling her on her phone and calling me on me phone, on my phone. It's too much. So now, fast forward, I go home. 
He's like, oh, you shouldn't have did that. I said, look, you just kept fucking lying. I was like, you lying to her? You lying to me? So this morning she texted me. I'm at a hair appointment. I'm back blonde, way, way blonde. I'm at a hair appointment, and she texted me, are you okay? Because she knew he hit me. And I said, yeah, I'm good. You good? She's like, yeah. And I said, listen. She's like, he has to pay. And I said, listen, y'all need to work that shit out. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to worry about me. Leave it alone. So she was like, the only thing is, I, you know, I can I can get over a lot of shit. I just can't get over all the pictures on the Internet. Well, the picture's been on the Internet for the last year and change. You know, there's only really a couple pictures, maybe two, one picture on my Instagram, just a couple pictures on my Facebook of his face. She was like, you know, I'm not going to deal with him until all those pictures are off the Internet. I said, oh, you mean my pictures? She said, yeah. So I guess she was asking me to take the pictures down. No, hell no. Because, first of all, I don't give a fuck what I say. I don't give a fuck what I do. I don't delete the fucking post. I leave all the comments when I got into it with Tatted Up Holly, 50 Cent's ex, you know, about the whole situation with her and misinterpreting something I said. I left all that shit up, good, bad, or the ugly. I don't delete that shit because I have followers that actually pay attention to the shit that was told. So at the end of the fucking day, okay, I'm not deleting the pictures. That's part of the history. Leave it alone. Nobody fucking cares. So she's like, well, you know what? You know, next time I see you, no, you can see me now. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you don't you don't have to do that. You can see me now. You just saw me fucking yesterday. He hurt you. He hurt me. So leave it the fuck alone. I'm not deleting pictures. I'm not going to wipe away a memory of somebody that I loved and that I cared about. You understand what I'm saying? So she turns around and she says, um, well, you know, so he calls me. And he's like, you know, I still can't believe. Now, mind you, blowing up the phone all last night, I still can't believe you did that. What was your reasoning in doing that? Now, I know he's around her, okay? And um, hold on. And oh my. so she's asking me, and I'm just like, I'm not going to delete the pictures because I, I still have pictures up of my boyfriends from 2013. It's 2017 now. I just don't do that. I think it's crass. I think it looks ridiculous. You're removing all the pictures. You're actually bringing more attention to the situation that needs to be. Just let it go. And in a year's time, there'll be another nigga's picture. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? I'll be fine. Well, I'm not going to deal with him. This is embarrassing. I'm not going to let the next chick embarrass me. I said, I didn't embarrass you. He did. Okay, I didn't do anything to you. He did. So at the end of the day, she says, um, well, she, at the end of the day, she turns around and she says, well, you know, um, it is what it is, and happy miscarriage day to you. I'm glad your baby died, and you know what I'm saying, all this crazy shit, and you're, you, when you get your hysterectomy, let me know, because my mom's not that much older than you. I said, but see, what you fail to realize is he was in love with this fucking 41-year-old bitch. That's what, you, that's what you not understanding. So at the end of the day, I said, I never came for you. I never came for you. Y'all know I'm vicious. Y'all know I'm fucking reckless, vicious. I don't care. I'll fucking tear your whole shit up. I don't care. But at the end of the day, this wasn't the situation. If I didn't care as much about him as I did, the whole shit would have been scorched to the earth. Okay? I said, you mad at him, not me. So I'm going to disregard what the fuck you said. I said, you think you hurting me about some miscarriage shit and you can't even conceive. You understand what I'm saying? So at the end of the motherfucking day, you understand what I'm saying? This, th those miscarriage comments don't fucking affect me. I said, you see this picture? And I sent her a picture of him and my son. I said, I had my son when I was your age, and he's over here playing pool with your man. So these are things that you have to work. This is not, you understand what I'm saying? This was not what you thought it was. This man is with me every day, been around my family. You understand what I'm saying? Been around my kid. I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking this is, this is part of my family. This is what we do. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, 
you know. She starts going off. He's calling me, Denise, why would you want to keep the pictures up? I said, listen, you ain't had no motherfucking problems when I put them up there. You've been on Snapchat, fucking everything else. We was together. So, no, I'm not going to take the fucking pictures down. This ain't a situation where I snuck and put the pictures up. Okay, the sister, I said, you going to call your sister and tell her to take the fucking pictures down too? You think I'm going to fucking ease your pain because it makes you feel better that your motherfucking dude was out fucking somebody else? I'm not going to ease your pain. I already told you what you needed to fucking know. Anything you asked me, I fucking told you. And I didn't even hurt your feelings as bad as I could, but I'm about to right now because at the end of the day, you went on my fucking Instagram. What the fuck are you doing on my Instagram? Made this long comment talking about, yeah, like I'm a side chick, this, this, and this. How the fuck am I a side chick? You're not married to the nigga either. I told the broad today, I said, listen, now is the time. Go get your ring. Okay, go get your ring, get engaged, get happy, be happy. Just tell that motherfucker leave me alone. Stop with the death threat. Stop with the phone call. Tell the motherfucker to leave me alone. You understand what I'm saying? Because I don't take kind of shit like that. Okay, I don't really do the police. You know, I could have, but I didn't. You understand what I'm saying? Just leave me the fuck alone. I said, he's going to do anything he needs to do to get back in your better graces. Do you think that's going to stop him from still fucking with me? It's not. And I'm not even the motherfucker that you really got to fucking worry about. The motherfucker didn't want to be in a relationship. It didn't have nothing to do with me. It didn't have nothing to do with you. He didn't cheat on you because of you. So she's making a comment on my Instagram page right now, at Scott, talking about it, it might don't got nothing to do with this, this, and this. No, it might didn't have nothing to do with you, but it might have something to do with the fact that he had to put some type of fucking flaxseed oil on his dick every time he went to fuck you because you was dry as a fucking bone. Don't fucking play with me like that. You sitting up here acting like this man didn't pillow talk me about you. And I didn't even fucking tell you that shit yesterday because it was not relevant. I'm looking at you. You hurt. I'm hurt. But now you want to fucking take shit public to my fans and all this other shit. Why the fuck you on my page? I didn't bother you all day. I told you, keep the motherfucker, sis. Keep him. You know what I'm saying? I don't want him. Just keep him away from me. You know? I said, I had a miscarriage. Cool. You get to keep the motherfucker that I loved and that I adored. We even leave it alone. You understand what I'm saying? I said, it's a natural response that you didn't want me to have a baby to him. I'm talking about I'm glad that you miscarried. I didn't want you to have a baby with him, this, this, and this. What she doesn't know is, like I told her before, I was you before. I've been on both sides of the motherfucking fence, okay? I've been cheated on. I've been cheated with. So at the, at the end of the day, I've been on both sides of the fence. I don't want to sit up here and be hurting women and, my, you know, my best friend and say, oh, you did this on purpose to hurt her. No, nah, I could have hurt her way worse. I have, I have way more shit to say besides that. But you ask me a question, I'm going to fucking tell you the truth. So at the end of the day, I spared a lot of shit I didn't say because that was between me and him. But now, since you want to go on my page and make it seem like somebody took your man, how the fuck are you going to try to prove that when the proof is in the pudding? Okay, the sister got the pictures all up all over the place. That was my dude. We were fucking together. There was never a side chick, main chick, none of that shit. Okay? Nigga, oh, I love you. I'm not leaving. Up until yesterday, it was the I love you's. Don't fucking play with me like that because there's two things a woman can't stand. Number one, do you love her? And number two, did you eat a pussy? Them is the two fucking number one things that we want to know in life. And if the answer is yes to either one of them, you getting your motherfucking ass whooped. You understand what I'm saying? And she's like, I could deal with this, I could deal with that, but I couldn't deal with the pictures on social media. So you want me to make your time easier and I'm giving the nigga to you? I'm giving them back to you. You can have No. The pictures is there. I told her I said in a week, in two weeks, no one's going to care. But the fact that what's in your character that you would talk about, and I knew, because I knew what type of woman she was, I fished her out, right, when she did what she did today. Because yesterday you was on my side, now you, not on my side, but yesterday you was you was agreeable, and today now you're you're talking some craziness. 
You understand what I'm saying? At the end of the day, blame your nigga. Blame your dude. I don't owe you any fucking thing at all. I don't owe you anything. I'm nice when I don't pick up the phone when that motherfucker calls. Keep him the fuck away from me, okay? Me and that dude fight more than fucking black people and the fucking police. It's violent. It's dangerous. It's not okay. You as a woman watched him hit another woman in your face, right? You didn't do shit, so I left y'all to be. I know he hits on you too. You know what I'm saying? Y'all have the same type of sick shit going on. I had, Listen, not my monkeys, not my circus. I don't got to fucking stick around for that shit so somebody could get killed because that's, that's where this is going. You know, him and the lies and shit like that, keep your dude over there, okay? So as much as it hurts or whatever, whatever, that's not, you know what I'm saying? Anything that hurts like this is not meant to be. So you coming at me publicly because you made a statement about some bullshit that's on you. That's a judge of your character. And I told her, I said, it's a judge of your level of maturity. And she was like, oh, I'm queen petty. No, bitch, I'm queen petty. You can't get no more petty than a 41-year-old that had already lived the life that you want to live. You can't. It's an impossibility. Okay? So just because he's doing this, that, and the third for you, that does not mean a motherfucking thing for me because I didn't want the motherfucker for that. I've already lived the life that you're dreaming of. I've already been married. When you get married, holler back. When you have a baby, holler back. When your man can be with you and not cheat, holler back. These are things that we should aspire to. We shouldn't aspire to be sitting up there telling a bitch, like, I'm glad you miscarried your baby, whatever, whatever. That's some demon spawn type shit, okay? And because you say shit like that, the universe is never going to bless you with a child talking shit about other people's kids like that. Talking about the nigga, how he talk about your baby. What do you mean how he talked about my baby? Think about how he talked about your pussy, okay? Don't play with me like that. And he knows. I don't even know why he's letting you speak because he knows I'm with this motherfucker day in and day out. So you came on enemy ground. You came to me. So, yes, some information went to you, but then you came to me. I didn't tag you. I didn't even know what your, what your Instagram was. And like I said, we can all change our profile pictures to, to me and him. I said, and you worried about these pictures that are on the Internet. I have 200 more that didn't make the Internet because that was our family time. That was our me and him time. That was our out-of-town time. I've been out of town more times with this motherfucker in three months than you have in three years. You make him explain that. Don't take the shit out on me. You got the information that you needed. Now, if I continued fucking with him, that's different. Now you have a reason to address me. You don't have a reason to address me. Keep your dude away from me. That's it. You know, I told her, I said, look, I love him to death. I will never say, you know, whatever, whatever. And I was trying to keep the shit neat and cut. But since we don't want to muzzle bitches and we don't know how to, to, how to control our bitches, because this is what happened. The motherfucker got sloppy. So he could sit there and say he didn't love me. I don't give a fuck what the nigga said. The shit don't hurt me. I don't care. Okay? But what I do know is that he went to the left on you. He owed his loyalty to you. I don't. That's what I mean when I tell you young ladies, like, if they're not married, they're single. Okay? So anything that a single man does, okay, cool. Okay? But at the end of the day, if you telling me that you're paying for shit for him and he has paid for shit for you in the past, that's normal. That's an exchange. Right? So at the end of the day, you can't tell me that the man wasn't getting ready to leave and he's already in the other building. I've been there. I helped him clean it, you know, helped him move stuff in there. I mean, it is what it is. Be mad at him because he lied. Don't be mad at me because I believed it. 
two different things. So it doesn't matter. Just because I'm 41 years old doesn't mean I'm above the fray when it comes to listening to lies that Negroes like to tell. I'm not out here dating every time Dick and Harry. I don't have a lot of experience. I've been married. Then I had a long-term relationship. Prior to that, it was a long-term relationship. So I'm not a hit-it-and-quit-it type of chick. So at the end of the day, when you come from me like that, you know, I have to make a decision when I get off this, off this line to, to really respond to you in the way that I should and hurt your motherfucking soul about what your man said about you that I didn't tell you yesterday because I'm like, no, this is already painful enough. I showed you mercy. I showed you kindness. I didn't hit you. I didn't fucking stab you. I didn't do anything to you. You understand what I'm saying? I just told you the truth. And if you angry about that shit and you want to be with the dude, be with him. You ain't got to worry about me. Worry about your dude. Because if it's not me, it's going to be fucking somebody else. If it's not somebody else, it's going to be fucking somebody else. The man is not fucking happy with what the fuck is going on in his life right now. Has nothing to do with me. Has nothing to do with you. I sit here and I preach to young ladies all the time about the fact that if you was doing what you said you was going to do and you was really 100% the broad that you thought you was, right? No man would cheat, right? So then that means that anything that that man do, he is a whole nother human being. That is up to him. That's not up to you. It has nothing to do with you. You know, so in closing, while I think about this response and how I'm going to try to figure this shit out, like I said, Tell the Truth Tuesday, it's been a long day. I've been through some tumultuous shit. It's fucking complete, you know, it's completely ridiculous to be sitting up here and be treated like this whenever I'm with this dude all the time, you know. And even my best friend didn't know because I'm sitting there telling her, like, you know, I know you didn't like him and, you know what I'm saying, I know you didn't like him, and I know, you know, what's going on now. She finds out that he was abusive and this, this, and this. And I'm like, of course I'm not going to tell you that. And then I didn't tell you all that, Michelle, to do anything other than if that's your dude, come get him. You understand what I'm saying? I can't do nothing with him. You understand what I'm saying? I can't do nothing with him at all. That's your dude, come get him. Because I know that by sitting there telling you everything, see, he's like, oh, you didn't have to tell her every single thing. Yeah, I did because I wanted you to leave me alone. I wanted you to just go and never turn back. I wanted you to understand that I don't give a fuck about nothing at this point in time. I can only worry about what the fuck is going on with me and my household. I can't worry about what's going on with you guys. I can't sit around and wait for your relationship to die as it is, as you just told me today. I'm not going to fucking be with her either. I'm not going to be with you or her either. Whatever, whatever. You don't have a choice in this, right? I did have a choice. Your dude won't leave. Worry about that shit. And it's not just me that knows that. The entire city knows that. The death threats, I'll kill anybody, da 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 Get your dude. Don't talk to me about the dude. You understand what I'm saying? Keep him. I told you you can have him, okay? Why do you think I told? Are you crazy? If I, if I really was, if it was that serious and I was really trying to keep the motherfucker, I'm like, shit, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know where them pictures came from, right? No, that's your dude. Keep him. Come get him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not that serious. I'm 41. I'll recover. I have 50 million other things to do besides worry about a man that can't control his penis. And trust me, I wasn't the only one. The man had four or five other relationships during the two-year period, and, and like I said, since I've known him. So at the end of the day, I'm going to leave y'all with my girl Solange, my birthday mate, Cranes in the Sky. And I hope y'all tune in for next Tuesday for Tell the Truth Tuesday, if I'm able to make it, because next week is surgery day. So thank you.
I'll cry it away. 